Hey, and welcome to this week's edition of the Rugby Report Card. Uh, with me this week is Jim. Yo, what's cracking? No, not much, mate. And Blake, who's wearing a beautiful uh, blanket in this wintry time. How are you, Blake? I'm good, mate. It's cold for November, isn't it? No, not really, mate. No. Um, right. How are you too? Uh, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to hear from the disaster, the apocalyptic performance last week to the what's going to be the hyperbole of this week. I'm excited to hear you too. Well, th- that's what sport is, isn't it? And that's what a week in sport does. A week oh, ago, absolutely. rugby was dead and buried. Uh, I was a league fan. Uh, this week, Ooh. well, the Wallabies beat really? the All Blacks. <laughs> Wallabies beat the All Blacks. We've got a brand new deal on TV. Uh, things are looking up for Rugby Union. And also, I watched The Origin. That was a shit game too. So let's up up the rugby, yeah? What an absolute fucking shit fest that was. <laughs> was wasn't it? Well, so I, I, I tell you what, normally I, I come on here and I actually, I think rugby league's a decent game. A lot of talent in Australia playing it, but I, I, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make it this year. It was just like the time, Adelaide. I was like watching your nan knit. It was just boring. I was no, I'd actually, anyway, I'd anyway people didn't tune on. People didn't tune on to hear about the state of origin. Let's talk. Um, a, a, honestly, a pretty phenomenal achievement, and and we can throw the caveats in there: dead rubber, this and that, all blacks. Lots hey, of hey, changes. hey, hey! There's no such no, no, no. When you play a test match, there's no such thing as a dead rubber, mate. When you pull whatever country shirt on in a whatever it is, there's no such thing, in my opinion, as a dead rubber. Yeah, test four in a row, four in a row. Uh, yeah. I don't, want to hear, I, I don't want to hear it, Jim, mate. You had Artie Savia crying at the end of the game. It's the second game of the rugby championship. Um, it uh, meant a lot. It did mean something. It did mean something, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think it made it, it meant a lot to Australian rugby. It meant a huge stride forward for Australian rugby. Um, to think that there's four or five 20-year-olds in that team of 23 who've now beaten the All Blacks, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Look, it seems that if we can make the game somewhat chaotic of which we achieved that, and I think both teams are a victim and, and to blame for that, um, we can we can get the ref in our advantage and capitalise on some moments and whatnot. Because even when you go back to last year when we beat them 36-something, that was a chaotic game. It's the chaos we need to... Um, you still there, everyone? But it's in, in a strange way. See, the chaos to me is is the wrong word because chaos to me suggests open field play, which uh, opens up into New Zealand's hand. I don't think it was chaos. I think it was just um, scrappy. And what I mean by scrappy was just like they made it a fight rather than rather than chaotic. I know that's yeah, probably semantics, uh, but no, no, no. I, I tend to agree. I think chaos undermines undermines our performance. Um, I'll, I'll agree with Jim that players off the field and things like that probably played into our hands um, because it wasn't New Zealand firing on all cylinders. It was the same for us, but I think it probably hurt them more than it hurt us um, because we're not really working quite well as a cohesive unit. But I don't know, mate. I just think it was a bloody good performance. I don't don't want to reduce this to, to dead rubber or chaos or anything like that. They just played really, really well. 
I, no, I would echo that that thought, and I think there's a lot of positives to take out of it. Um, the the shame for it, in a way, is the fact that you're now going into a fixture. No disrespect to Argentina, but with all their you know travel, COVID issues, etc are the next two games going to be the games that you want to play because you'd love to play a South Africa now, et cetera, to build the momentum and to show growth? Whereas do you feel like the next two games um, are going to allow that? I guess to jump on that, I would say they look all right, Argentina. They basically beat Australia A 45 to 20 uh, on the weekend. Um, And fuck it, mate, we'll just take the win. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I think just putting a few W's together is 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 fantastic for Australian rugby right now. Mm. Um, and, and this this is not me having a dig at England, and you know I love to have a dig at England. Uh, but I saw a tweet today, and I, and I retweeted. I thought it was a good one. It said Australia has played New Zealand four times in twenty eight days. Um, New Ze- England has played them twice in six years. Mm. And it just, it, you know, I, I think I think we forget that in Australian rugby. Yeah, um, that, you're right. Because England have only England have only played them twice in in um, in six years. Absolutely, but we won fifty percent of them, so that's pretty good. <laughs> I hear you, mate, and, and I'll give you that. But I actually think, in order to build something, yes, iron sharpens iron, and it and it, you know, you get better playing the All Blacks. But in order Absolutely. to build something, I'll just take a couple of wins against a rubbish Argentina side. Mm. I think it's always good when you're on the winning end and you always need that marker and New Zealand have always been that marker for a while, but I totally get it that you need to get those victories against maybe not the upper echelon to allow you to build growth and confidence, et cetera. So I totally agree with that point that two wins against a slightly weakened Argentina will, will hopefully um, allow you to build even further and build those patterns. Speaking quite confidently there, I, I went to those games Go, come and go before we start getting on the hype. Yeah, it um, is a but, bit like but I, I'm, I'm bringing it back. Like you were talking, how I was playing really fucking well. I don't, I don't think we particularly did, and I'd be surprised if anyone from the Wallabies would say, "Yeah, we played excellently." They definitely didn't. That first half was a little bit of a drubbing. Didn't do too well with the extra man. New Zealand managed to score a try last week when we were out of the extra man. Um, the second half, it was a bit of a game with two halves. The first one was that chaos. I thought Nick White needed to settle the fuck down. He was way too busy and trying to make shit happen early. Um, but the second half, we were a lot more composed and, and people sort of understood their roles more and played that. And we, we ended up coming up on top. I think he, uh, it was nice to see him put the uh, the box kick back into play. Chase wasn't great at times. I just uh, thought it was the funny, kick. the box kick, though, because we were all calling for it, and I agree, it's one of the strengths of his game. I just thought it was funny. He didn't box kick when you had Lola Seo at 10, who doesn't have a massive boot. Then you pick one of the biggest boots in world rugby, and all of a sudden you start box kicking. Mm. It was, a, it was just it was a bizarre um, choice to start box kicking, but he should be box kicking. He's a very good box kicker. Mm. I'll agree with Jim. I don't think Nick White had his best game. I still, mate, I'm still going to disagree with you. Not many blokes played poorly. Our line out fired for the first time this season. Our scrum was dominant. Because um, it was uncontested we- for 80% of the match. What do you mean? Yeah, I would also, I would also just build in that in terms of the the line out. I think defensively as well, we just need to halt rein it in, giving away too many silly penalties um, at line out time defensively. I thought was a sure, but compared to where we've been the first three games, yeah, true. It was the first game where we we won our own ball and we even pinched one off them with 
in, in extra time in the first half, which was a huge moment in the game when the All Blacks normally score. Um, I thought our line-out fired. I thought our scrum was dominant. Um, fair play, they had a prop off. Um, but still, I thought when you've got bloody a 20-year-old on one end of the scrum and you're winning tight heads against New Zealand, it's pretty impressive. Line-out was impressive. The best ruck work we've done all season. Um, and oh, I disagree with that. The, the Wallabies? Yeah. I thought I thought they did well, mate, over the breakdown. I thought they were very absent game two and three. Oh, I, d- I don't think they competed. I don't think they did particularly well at the breakdown. I think New Zealand stood off a lot of the time, if you actually look at them. Um, I'd love to know the stat, and I don't know how many actual competable rucks there were. If you actually look at I'm it, like New Zealand... It. Yeah, I know, mate. I'm just not, not on top of my game. Um, they actually allowed in inverted commas, um, more uh, Australia to get possession and fan out more defensively. So I don't think that there was a, a massive difference in improvement in, the, in ruck time to, for me personally. But, but I guess what I'm saying is we were better in, in any metric I can think of than the first three games. I don't know why we're it's looking... An improvement. For, I don't know why we're looking for negatives. No, no, no. Uh, we're, not looking, we're not looking for negatives. But I think there's got to be a hub rubbish last week and firing this week. There's got to be somewhere yeah. in between. Yeah. We're not disagreeing yeah, yeah. with I, I, I don't, There's got to I be a halfway just... house. Well, I think that's what fans do, mate. Hyperbole, it's the name of the game. But with that said, I think um, I, th- I think our line-out was firing. It wasn't firing before. I think our scrum, I think it was firing in the games before. It didn't get a lot of pay. Um, I finally got a bit of pay for it this game. Uh, maybe I was a bit excited on the rucks, but I thought we did pretty good there. And I thought, um, and, and I'll, oh, mate, I'll give it to Swinton. I, I was didn't think he should be in the team. How good was our defence? That was very similar to his first tar outing too. Mm. He was very strong defensively in his first tar outing and then sort of, you know, fell into the, the rut of the season as the tars tend to do. Um, but, yes, yeah, Swinton, all praise. It's all praise. And I, you know what? Fucking he just got unlucky. He got unlucky, dude. The guy just naturally ran, lowered his body, and I feel the same way for the Kiwi prop. Just unlucky. There's and no I love, I love the brashness of Swinton's hit. Yeah, I'm on debut. Sam Whitelock, you played 110 games. Don't run it at me, mate. Like, I just mm. love that that youthful, I'm going to make this hit count. I've got a shot to hit a veteran. I'm not going to miss. Um, he got it wrong. <laughs> Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Um, but I just got it wrong. I, yeah, point five seconds to have that process. Of exactly. Too. Exactly. <laughs> um, what did you um, What did you think? I actually uh, really liked uh, Paisami's performance this weekend. He stood at first receiver quite a lot and was a bit of a ball player at times. Yeah. Um, I actually really liked him. I didn't expect that from him. Um, so I really enjoyed his performance actually this yeah, weekend. Yeah, very much. So I thought excellent. Like I didn't even expect it to be an option. And um, I thought Hodge, oh, that's the best I've ever seen Hodge play. His passing was on point. Kicking was great. You know, he missed a few, but his control, and I think that was because he was sharing the role. Mm. And the people he was sharing the role with were just fucking quite competent. Paisami coming through with the goods. Mm. Check the tape. Um, Tom Banks was, stepped in there a I few I was times. calling Paisami to be uh, 12 and 13 for the Reds with Patea earlier. I think he's got some moves, mate. He's a, he's a very good footballer, Hunter Paisami. And his ability to, to know when to straighten the line is very, very impressive. Um, you know, a lot, of ten, a lot of 12s can pass, but they're not great at straightening the line, or if they do, it's just to get tackled. Paisami will get over the ad line, uh, and mm. I think that adds a lot, a 12 that can do both, uh, almost not a And quite manoeuvrable too. Mm. 
He'll duck under it or storm through it, old Paisami. He's not a big lad. Look, and that's what shocked me in this performance, the, the ball play. I, I didn't ex- – they named no one who I've ever seen pass before. Um, and so the, the fact that, the fact that the, there was some ball play there was very, very impressive. Um, and, and people have never played with each other before either. Like when has ever Hodge thrown a ball to Pius Army? Yeah. Only up in coughs. Only up in coughs. That's the only place. Yeah, it all sort of uh, came together really, really nicely. Um, well, if we're going to start naming names, right, what a debut. Mm. Excellent. Imagine, imagine your first touch in test footy is to go over for a meat pie. Um, and then that mm. was just the start for him. He, he carved like mm. a Christmas turkey. Doesn't he? To cunny cover ground shortly. Oh, yeah. He's got gorgeous hamstrings. He he's does really, have gorgeous hamstrings. Really quick. They're good-looking hamstrings, man. They are very good-looking And how, how unstated, how well-stated is a shaved head, too? Just, he just knows what he's doing. It's underrated. We also, need to pay, we also need to pay a bit of uh, respect to him because his uh, uh, positional work in that back three was, I thought, was, was excellent. Mm. I think, I think you can tell with a, him a he uh, grew up playing fly-half <laughs> and full-back. Like, he can, he's comfortable. Whereas every other game, we've had wingers that have played wing. He's, he's comfortable out of position to, to, to kick it or to find someone else. Um, I think that adds a lot when someone in your back three can do that. And, look, we have to also praise when we're talking about wingers. Um, Corey Beattie, not just because of the, the big hit on Damian McKenzie, but he um, found a lot more work this week than what he did last week. I thought he went a bit missing at times, maybe just because of the scoreline last week. But today, uh, this week he, he found work. Um, he made ad line for days when he actually had the ball. Um, oh, best on park. Best mm. Had on a bit park. of not today about him, didn't he? Not today. Not today. Um, he could catch this week. Mm. So, Good catch. Yeah. Obviously working on his catching. Now, if um, there's ever been a case as well, if there's ever been a case for someone to tuck his shirt in, it's Corabetti, man. The amount of time someone's grappling to the last thread on his jersey while he's just trying to barnstorm on the treadmill, just tuck it in, mate. You'd score four more tries than you did yeah, this. I reckon Pete Samo's got to sit him down and say, right, you were the best on park. You could be the best in the world, mate. All you've got to do is tuck this in. <laughs> it would work. <laughs> Yeah, it would really, really help his game. Um, well, while we're naming names, I mean, Matt Phillip, that's the best game he's ever had. Yeah. Looks a bit like Hodge, doesn't he? He does look a bit like Hodge. He does yeah, look a bit racist, like Hodge. It's not racist, is it? No, I think it's okay. No. I think it's okay. Yeah. It's punching up. It's punching up. That's fine. Yeah, he looks like Hodge. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, just a bit, just before, I'd actually really like to know your opinion on uh, on the tongue and th- on the Australian thought. Like when he came off the bench, he was absolutely outstanding. Don't get me wrong, in the loose and he scrummed was really well because he was facing against props that couldn't handle him. Does this give more credence to the point that he is a come on a sixty minute player, or does it give them more credence to the point that he should be starting the game? It's a tough one, isn't it? Um, especially when you got Al Alatoa, who's pretty bloody good. Like, but he's not an impact player, um, so you can understand this decision. Oh, I'm, I'm greedy. I'd, I'd start Tom and Thor. He, he's just too good. But he, he, he offers something off the bench. I can see the Doesn't argument he, for it. He's like the the Curtly Beal of the forwards. Just the spark that he can introduce, and all he has to do is run it straight. He's unstoppable, and well, when then he's healthy, probably not the Curtly Beal, is he? 
<laughs> but um, I think his impact off the bench at this stage in a game like that might outweigh what we get from him in the first 60. I think it's pretty like for like in some yeah. cases with Alatella. So, yeah, there's something to consider there for sure. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting conversation. BPA, where that come from? I, I th- honestly, I thought he shouldn't have been playing for Southern Districts the week before. He's atrocious. Couldn't throw it in yeah. a line out. He was he was brilliant in defence. Um, scrummage. Did, did his job as a hooker and was brilliant in defence this week. Um, just, yeah, it, isn't it funny sport, though? One, once your team plays well, it's so much easier for everyone to play well. Um, and, then, and that's why it's so strange why we come in here and shit on people and praise people when you're such a byproduct of how the team's doing. And that's why I was just about to ask that because you are a byproduct of the end result ultimately. If you'd have lost the game by three points, would you have still all been bums, so... All bums, every single one of them. <laughs> Starting with BPA. <laughs> Hodge and Philip have to mate. get a haircut. Tom Wright. Work on your hamstrings. Yeah, yeah. Grow your hair, mate. You look like an idiot. <laughs> um, but that's sport, though, isn't it? And and the boys were bloody fantastic on a weekend when no other sport was on. Mm. They mm. they were. I tell you what, I've I've tried to avoid the cards chart because you all know how I feel about it. I still feel the same no, way. Here we go. Um, but in, in this instance, with everyone losing, it's not a really player, trying it, this, is it? it? It created chaos and made it fun, didn't it? Fourteen aside, that's what I mean. I thought we weren't calling it chaos. All right, Jim. <laughs> um, yeah, it did. I liked that too. But how? If we're going to do it, like whatever Scott Barrett was thinking is unacceptable. If he was <laughs> in my team, man, I would dress him down in front of his was, brothers. Yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> and it's, it's, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe my fucking eyes. Why would you do that? That's like the most childish thing I've ever seen. And I think it's, it speaks to Nick White and how annoying he must be on that field. <laughs> exactly. So annoying. Do you see Perinara? Perinara wanted to eat his face. I've never seen Perinara that, uh, that angry in my life. And then life. Perinara clicked him and was like, actually, I'm a good bloke. Sorry, man. Sorry, yeah, man. Sorry. sorry. Checks yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, Nick White must be so fucking annoying. And I, I'm I'm one of those people who's like, I'd like to see a bit more Tate McDermott in there, but Nick White must be that bloody annoying for Scott Barrett <laughs> to do pest. something that stupid. Yeah. So how much pest. were you um, how much were you screaming at the TV that Get uh, him off. they caught it No 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 screaming at the TV that they caught it back for a knock on and uh, the TMO didn't see the initial uh, Play. I didn't you either. Know, I think I was tweeting, pull Nick White. He fucking sucks. Until I until watch the replay. I was like, ah, White checks out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's such a good pest. <laughs> um, look. Can we, address, can we address just quickly the elephant in the room about Nick, about Reese Hodge for a moment? We've touched on him a little bit and we wanted to, we wanted to talk about the good things about everyone and he did have a good good game. Where does he fit into this team? Because whenever when he's fit, in my opinion, very humble opinion, he still doesn't play 10 for Australia. He did a great job this weekend and filled a gap. He still doesn't get there. Where is still his long-term position? Because you know has he, he again Do you know who he reminds me of? Francois Stein. Oh, not even in the same category, mate. No, no, not the same category, but the same problem. A, a giant unit of a bloke. I don't think that's racist. I think it's all right. A giant <laughs> unit of a bloke with a giant boot who, like, what's his position? 
And Francois ended up in a, in the centres, but I don't think he was ever a centre. Hmm. It's just because um, it's such a weapon having a big kicker. Yeah, and just a big bloke. Um, you know, and, and it's easy. It's easy to get carried away with long-term plans. But right now, Reece Hodge, if all, all you he amounts he was, to is 5-8 for this rugby championship, that's excellent, man. He was, he was Joe Biden, mate. He was the stopgap. There was chaos. Yeah, he's Joe Biden. We just needed someone to fill the job. He's not going to do it for a long time. I thought we weren't calling it chaos. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> the, the lack of a 10 was chaos. Um, yeah. I, I think Hodge was was literally just a, a stopgap. I think that's what he was. I don't, he played brilliant. He's got a great. Yeah, he did. He really did. I thought running he really ten did too. But they haven't answered my question. Like next week when James O'Connor's fit, he plays back ten again. Or Lalasio plays ten. So where does Hodge end? It's Joc. Is he coming back next week? I think so. That's the. I think so. Yeah. Ah, that's he, tough, he, man. J- J-O-C, he played a great game. MLC, hadn't he? Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember. I, just want to say that. I reckon you got to bring JOC off the bench, give Hodge another crack, see if he can get some consistency together because that's what we need at the moment. We need consistency. I After don't, four I weeks don't at this tournament. Really? Uh, Hodge, consistency is not what we need. Oh, yeah. right, Hodge. Right. Yeah, yeah, I thought you might go the other way on that. He's a stopper. No. Nah. That's what he is. I just think that this selection policy they're doing, but, you know, I don't think he, think he deserves that. Yeah, yeah, he probably does deserve it, but he's not going to be there in four weeks' time or a year's time. No. No. It's James, how old is James O'Connor? He's got to be hitting 31, isn't he? You'd think so. He's, I don't think James yeah, O'Connor's the answer to... either. But I no, think James Lola O'Connor Sia. buys you two years while Harris and Lolo Sia come through. Yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, yeah, Lolo Sia looked great when he came on. Isn't it easier at 10 when your team's going forward? Mm. But we said that last week, absolutely. Last yeah. week, it was so hard for him. That's why I felt he was a bit hard done by being uh, being chopped. And well, that's what nice was nice to see, to see him get some minutes. Mm. It'd be nice to see him back in that ten jersey, particularly yeah. against an Argentina team. Um, Just um, we'll talk about to some of the All Blacks now. I was thinking, and I'll say some things that you probably disagree with, as per usual. But I reckon Bowden Barrett over the peak of the mountain, Madness, still, Jim. still at the top, but definitely got the view. Got the view down. Looking downwards. No, I would, actually, I, I would actually say that I was a big, um, compo- like said that he should be playing 10. But I think I actually approved on Saturday, potentially that playing 15 provides him that little bit of freedom that gives him that open space to be able to run into and probably proved more to the point that that is his, that is position. And they missed Richie Mwanga more than what I thought they would. Mm. So maybe um, it's not I, a drop think... off of a cliff. It's a bit of a ravine, ravine for him coming over in that uh, position. I agree with, I don't agree with the cliff comments. Any of that is madness. Two, two things. <laughs> One, Richie Mowanga had trained there and played three games in a row and had a brilliant game. He had a crap first game. You chop and change your 10, I honestly reckon eight times out of 10 it's going to misfire. Hodge was the exception to the rule. Um, I think you change your 10, it makes it pretty hard. I really do. And I think Bowden Barrett, had he played four games in a row at 10, he'd be the best in the world. Um, I think the fact that you just changed him at the same time you changed your nine, at the same time you changed your, your centres, um, I think it's a very tough position to play. I think Hodge and the Wallaby backline was the exception to that rule on the weekend. I think had Bowden Barrett played there consistently, he'd still be the best ten in the world. Um, he just hasn't had that opportunity. And then the other thing is... He hasn't been showing up either. He played one Super Rugby match. Well, the dude just had a kid was going to be my other point. 
Just reckon it takes it. I just reckon it's really hard, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's no doubt it's hard. I just, I just, honestly, but I wouldn't reckon. Wouldn't you be off it if, like, if your dad was like the best five eight in the world? He had you and everyone like, oh, you got a bit shit when you were born. Ask, ask Charlie about my teaching. I was just about. Oh, funny. No, but Bowden Barrett played like shit. This does not mean his career's on the way down. He's a fucking um, freak. Savu Reese, Savu Reese, not a blinder. Don't know how much rugby he's played over the last few months, weeks. Still, still could step you in a phone booth, though, couldn't he? Yeah, confidence player though. Uh, he plays off confidence. It feels. Yeah, he's similar to. Is that... Go on. Here you go, Richie. Okay. No, no, no. I was, I was just going to say, complete confidence in that, uh, particularly in that winger position. I just feel like you've got to be playing week in, week out, week, week in, week out to be able to get that connection with your, uh, with your centres, and I think that the. Um, with the change as well. I just think that was a bit harsh on him, really. Yeah, I, I think Savo Reese, your team's going forward. He's fucking unstoppable. Your team's mm. not going forward. You'd rather Caleb Clark to get you over the ad line. Mm. Is, your, is this the was the six seven eight for um, the All Blacks the most exciting slash destructive six seven eight in world rugby? You you had to feel for Akira Yuani, didn't you? I couldn't believe yeah. it was on debut. I would have thought it was his fiftieth. I it shocked me too. I was like, "There's no way that's right." Yeah, it blew my mind. No, it's an incredible back row. The, the red car was particularly rough on him because he was the one who had to sit down. Mm. That's a shit debut. But the exact same thing to Swinton. It's it's funny. How yeah, that but at out. least at least Swinton did the tackle. Yeah, it's true. and he played thirty four minutes. Yeah, look, it's not like that at all. Is it? No, I said no. Akira just got sent back. <laughs> it was a bit rough. Um, I thought Whitelock looked a bit underdone. Looked a bit Simmons. <laughs> oh no! Hang on, no, no not having that. <laughs> how many really? Red, how many red wines have you had, mate? To make I've that color? That is anger. Looked a bit Simmons. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I reckon that's not a bad shout. If a second row is just a bit slow to a breakdown, slow to a scuffle, doesn't hit it up too hard, it's, you're having a Simmons. Yeah. No, you're, having, you're having a Hannigan. The first, sorry to shoot on him, the first thing he did in the game on the weekend was he dropped the ball. That was the first thing he did. And then the second thing he gave away a penalty straight mm. afterwards. He clocked something. He's a man of very few expressions, isn't he? It's pretty consistent. Yeah. Look, yeah. we pile on the poor bloke every podcast. I still don't get it. I don't understand. You've got – I didn't understand Swinton. That's how wrong I was. For me, you pick Nicerani or Samu and you pick him for three games straight, four games straight. I was wrong. Swinton was a beast. But if you've got on the bench, you could have Valentini, Samu or Nicerani is at impact. What's doing with Ned Hannigan? <laughs> He's obviously got something on everybody. No, he just must be the greatest trainer ever, or just the best bloke. Mm. Just getting all the filling up all the bottles, pumping all yeah. the balls, but but not too much because everyone, no one would like that guy. So yeah. he's got the ratio down pat. He can still shit on someone. Yeah, yeah. Behind his back, maybe fill the water bottle only three quarters up, drink half of it himself. That star. Yeah, that star. It's the only possible explanation. Mm. Um, (laughs) uh, New Zealand press has has cannibalised them They're calling Foster arrogant for all of his changes The two out of fours are a disgrace 
like if you've read any of the articles coming out of New Zealand, I haven't. No, I have. I've read a couple. They're blowing up. They're blowing up Deluxe. Um, calling for TJ Perinara's head. So the front row really? soft. Um, but wouldn't you have done that the same way around? To say we'd have been on here if, if again, the Kiwis had won by two points. We'd have Richard, been I wouldn't call us the press. Okay, not us. The uh, the media, because we're definitely not the media. Like, wouldn't they have been uh, having a go at Rennie and Parling and all the coaches and everything's just saying, you know, you've only drawn one game and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Isn't that just the nature of sport, as you said at the beginning? You want instant success and success all the time? It is, it is. But I wonder, what do you do if you're the New Zealand coach? Nothing. You yeah, win like 80% you, of your games you anyway and out. you just go, oh, well, yeah. Chill out and beat Argentina. Mm. They're going to get so pumped. Oh, yeah. Someone's going to pay for that. I'm interested to see what team they're going to pick, whether it's going to be a full strength or not. Do you think, actually, what the Kiwis actually know what their full strength team is? Yeah, that's, I think that's the problem. I think, no, I don't think they do. They'd have to. Because, like, the, the the two props are probably, you got Dane Coles coming in, the two second rows but probably are Coles? the incumbents at the moment. That's oh, I'd saying. go Coles because he's probably. such a dick. Yeah, that's why I said Coles will definitely come in, but the back for the back the the, uh, the back row is that is that the best option as it is at the moment? I think the second row is obvious: Retallick, Whitelock, and um, old mate on the bench to blow to. Is that the guy I'm thinking of? Um, yeah, back row, Adi Savia. Yeah, again, I, I I think Sam Kane's had a better season than I predicted, but he's still not the best seven in the country. I thought he's been fantastic in the game. So I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I still don't think he's the best seven in the country. No, but on form right now. But I echo that thought. But I think right now you have to pick him. But yeah. I think it's more the fact that six. I've got Smith. no idea, mate. There's 15 blokes that can play there. Hmm. I'd actually ask the question: Do we really know what the midfield is? Yeah, I think that's where they really, really struggle. Is it still back to Goodhue and um, Lana Brown? Is that their first choice option? You know what? I've said know. this before, and Jesus, I've eaten some humble pie on this podcast. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't scare me that that midfield. Nah, Lamarpi offers something, and he got—he didn't start. He got a brief. Did he come off the bench? No, he started this weekend, and he didn't. Oh, well, there you go. No, he didn't. There you go. But he was a—he was menacing during the Super Rugby. Oh, he was phenomenal tour. during the Super Rugby. He was on a hiding to nothing. But hey, come back for one game. Yeah, like it's it's. I think it's that stuff that the Kiwi press to got the shits with, um, just not taking Australia seriously. But neither would I if I paid him forty three six or something. Yeah, Leonard Brown can't be the dude because he's just he hasn't defended well against Patea, which is great for us. But you got to be looking elsewhere if you're from a Kiwi perspective. I haven't given up on Goodhue at all. Um, I think there's there's room for improvement there. Maybe consistency is what he needs mm. in that black jersey. If they're all looking over their shoulder, it can sort of limit what they do in their performance. That's what we said about the Wallabies last week, and I think it's a. I still think it's a valid point. I do think, and I hate this way of thinking. It's the first year of a four-year cycle. Oh. It really, it really, I hate it. I hate it. But that's clearly how they think in this professional era. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's about getting 35, 40 blokes minutes in the international jersey. Can I ask what's uh, from from the last four games? Be really objective now, not 
Oh, what is advice? Objective, what is mate? it? Sure. What are you, um, you alleging? <laughs> you know what I am. Uh, what's three things that you would actually take away, like in terms of positives or things for the Wallabies? Because you've drawn a game, you've won a game, and you've lost two games comfortably. So, uh, yeah. what do you actually take away from it? First takeaway. First takeaway I'll take is is like you said at the start of the podcast is just how fucking much they actually wanted it mm. on that on on Saturday which was awesome to see as a fan it's just so easy to shut off and go oh here we go again how much they actually want it and stay in the fight and believe in themselves it's, it's just epic to see it's awesome and it gets me back up every single week but they've set that platform they've set the tone now so if that doesn't happen again then there's an issue no no I do early and I think that enthusiasm is awesome to see, but I also think it's um, it's deceptive. When things fire, it looks like it's there. When they don't fire, it looks like it's not there. But it's probably there every week. What be some other things yeah. you take? Oh, look, I, I, I resent the, the whole notion that, I don't know, I thought you put it in a bit of a pejorative that we lost two games. I don't think there's a country in the world that would play New Zealand four times in 28 days and come out of it one win, one draw, and that draw should have been a win. Granted, that we got a spanking in the third game, um, and that was the, definitely the low point. But if one win, one draw, and we lost our 10 and 12, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, even if you combined a team with all the Isles up in the United Kingdom, they couldn't win two of the three. Damn straight. I, like honestly, I think got, it's pretty... Sorry, you got so defensive. I literally asked you three takeaways. You <laughs> oh, my, my t- they're objective, <laughs> though. You got <laughs> your objectivity. <laughs> There's definitely no objectivity um, there. T- takeaways would be I'm excited about Dave Rennie. I'm genuinely excited about Dave Rennie. He seems to be to really be doing something. I'm excited about the youth. I can't remember a team this young ever that the Wallies have put together. Um, that's the front row, that's the back row, and that's the back line. Um, excitement everywhere. Um, so that'd be one and two. Uh, number three, probably just Jordan Bataya on his own. I'm so excited to see what, where his career goes. Mm. Mm. Nice. Talking about level of excitement, are you both excited about the new TV deal? Yeah, I think it's excellent. I think most people do. Mm. It's, 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 it's the future. It's something secure. It's um, it's owned by an Australian company. Am I right there? Yeah, let's, let's not be talking up news called <laughs> too highly. <laughs> but, look, it's it's a home. It's a solution. It's something concrete and it's long-term. It's epic. I'll be getting it, whatever it is. I, I couldn't be more excited. Fox Sports, and I think full credit to Fox Sports, they did play a role in rugby. They've also played a role in its demise over the last 10 years. Um, I think... The commentary team was dry. I think their Foxtel's base was shrinking. Um, coverage was poor. Fans didn't have access to the game. Right now, the fact that one Super Rugby game will be on free-to-air a week is incredible. The Wallabies will be on free-to-air is incredible. Um, and then Stan, fuck yeah, that's great. It's the future. Now, will will that convert to, to, to new fans and new people watching it? I bloody hope so. Um, that comes down to promoting. That comes down to the product. Yada yada yada. It's a really and really all exciting those stuff still need to be rugby. decided. Like the the stand sport product is there is no model for that, is there? No, but good on run for for taking the front foot. I'm down for it. I just think if you're going to offer it as a package, 
is rugby enough to get people to purchase that? Does it need to be like the KO-esque model where you've got a couple of sports offered it? Whether that be league, I don't know how much of the rights they own. I know Channel 9 do the cricket. I don't know if that's going to be part of it. You see what I'm getting at here. And I, I think, think that's I reckon that's probably their plan, surely. Yeah. Years rugby. How many is years? Your, I don't know. What are the contracts on those other sports? Those are the things I'd be curious yeah, about. Years rugby is your banner to see if it works. Um, and then you coax the others into coming over. And I think Fox has dropped the ball on it. Um, l- let's be honest. I don't mean this rudely. Do you actually think they'll use the rugby as a banner? Is that Yeah, but that's what they're calling it. They're calling it their... Um, oh, okay, fair that's the, how it's they're advertising it. Yeah, it's the sash. <laughs> and when you log onto their thing, it's got the wallabies there and it's like, <laughs> let us know if you're interested in getting emails from us. I signed up. Um, and I also think it, it is really bad for Fox. Um, I pay for Fox. I think both of you use my login, but I pay for Fox. Um, I pay for Fox? I pay <laughs> 70 bucks a month for Fox. Um, but I'll be cancelling it. I can't I wait for- to cancel it. Yeah, I pay for Fox for the rugby and for some international cricket. I'll, I'll illegally stream that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'll miss yeah, the basketball. You. I do enjoy the basketball, but everything else, whatever, man. Just, just kidding, just I would never Optus, do that. Just get Optus. You get the basketball with Optus, mate. You get the NFL too. Yeah? Yeah. Anyway. We, um, no, it's really exciting day for rugby. I don't know numbers, but $100 million sounds like a lot of money. I'm curious about how they're going to repackage that with the, um, the people who are so involved in the Fox rugby and the faces we've been so used to hearing speak and how that looks on a new platform. I fucking, it's exciting. I'm yeah, very I think so curious. Too. And I, and but I don't know if you stuck around for the coverage after the Wallaby game. They were talking about Bell, was it? Bell, the, the prop. And he's dating Kearns' daughter. And he's just like, yeah, he was round the other or whatever it was. It's just so all interrelated and everyone's this and everyone's that. They all know each other. So I'm, I'm looking forward to expanding out and maybe changing the face of that product. Yeah, I, can, I concur entirely. I think, um, I think they've done a good job. And blokes like Greg Clark have been phenomenal, what Nick McArdle did. But, mate, fuck, if I could never hear Phil Kearns or George Gregan speak ever again, where do I sign up? Mm-hmm. It's quite nice watching Channel Ten coverage. Sorry, I'm going to say that, Matt Burke. Dude, I reckon Matt Burke kills it. I yeah. reckon Matt Burke does really, like really well. Yeah, yeah, but he, he reads the that. news on Ten though. He won't be coming over. Yeah, it's true. Um, does he? No, yeah. yeah. Not. Oh, I mean, everyone's got their price, but <laughs> you reckon we don't? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally two dollars. Um, <laughs> Exciting, exciting, Literally. exciting week for Australian rugby, though. It, um, it really, really is mm. just mm. awesome. Bring on the rest of the rugby championship. It's freaking exciting to see a, a bunch of blokes delivered. How good? How yeah. good. South Africa re signing? Did we? Is that something that yeah. happened since yeah. last week? That's Literally. Is Rayleigh Castle need all the praise for this? She put all these wheels in motion. Um, because it couldn't, no have, it couldn't have been a better script. You've got a super rugby competition where New Zealand has agreed to five Australian sides. You've pissed off South Africa from the super rugby. You've got rugby on free-to-air, rugby on live streaming. You've got South Africa still in the rugby championship, um, and you've got the Wallabies beating the All Blacks. 
and an under 20s Raylene, it's got to be Raylene that last one for sure. But you know what? Well, she signed Rennie. Nah, you, you, know, you know what? She did sign Rennie and she did bring in the under 20 signing program. Mm. Bell, Paisami, Patea. Do you mean at least half of those folks would have ended up in rugby league? So all hail Raylene. I don't know, mate. I don't, I'm not behind the curtain, but fuck, she deserves more props than a uh, see you later, mate, that she got. Where, hasn't she jumped over she somewhere? Where's she? What? CEO for some company in New Zealand, I think. Yeah. And then um, the old ex All Black coach is now the Bulldogs talent development dude or whatever. Yeah, Graham Henry, you see that? Not Graham Henry, he was Steve Yonks ago. Steve, Steve Hansen, Hansen sorry, it. Steve Hansen. Um, fuck, you wouldn't be messing around at his training. No, you wouldn't. If you're at Canterbury Bulldogs and he got in here, yes, sir. <laughs> Get back on you, Cone. <laughs> Pick the cones up, now put them back out again. <laughs> He's terrifying, that bloke. He's terrifying. <laughs> Who was between Graham Henry and Hanson? Or was that the? Is that no, that was it? And then it went to Foster, who I think is um, he's he's pressures on him pretty quick. Mm, yeah, big time. He'll get his four, but he'll get his four. But look, that's um, that's another week. Anyone else got anything else to say? I don't know. I don't think so. Did we, did we do the game justice? It was really, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was excellent. I was down. I was like, oh, here we go. And I was like, oh, I'm up. I'm up. Because it was epic. That first try we scored was outstanding. The balls, the chip, the pass, the flick pass at that, the hamstrings coming through. The hamstrings came great. through nicely. Yeah. What a great start. I was up. Mm, I don't think we mentioned Tom Banks. He showed up, took his high yeah. balls. Yeah. Well, look, a product of maybe the selection policy being a good thing at work. And he definitely has a place in that team with his kicking, his tactical kick. From um, from penalties and whatnot, obviously the best we've got can get a bit of distance and is quite accurate. Yeah, quite like that back three that we had on the weekend. Just no return game, no what running you, return. I throw something controversial. What happens to Hunter Paisami? Oh, is he the Hamish Stewart's at the Reds who had a fucking killer season and is a genuine ten twelve? Um, Patea's thirteen. The wingers of Vanavalo and Dalguna, like ridiculous. Jock Campbell at 15. Where does he play in Queensland? And then extrapolate that onto the Wallabies. Where does he play? Matt Tamua comes back. I don't think he's come back this season. But uh, Tamua's playing 12. He fits into a Waratahs team quite nicely, you know. Doesn't he? Doesn't he what? Um, But I I don't know where his contract's up. Yeah, what do you do? Does he end up at 12? Well, does Hamish Stewart move to 10? Are the Brumbies looking for a 13 no, right now? They've got Ikatau at 13, Simone at 12. They're going to have a nice little centre pairing next year. They like to keep that shit in-house too, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. I'm very excited about that 12-13. Does, does Hamish Stewart eventually move to 10 at Queensland and Paisami and Patea build that 12-13 axis? I'd like to see that. But sure, Will he get told to do that? Yeah, but sure, it's a couple of years off with James O'Connor. Hmm. I don't know, mate. It's a good problem to have, but I'm, but I'm genuinely interested. What, what do you do with someone like Hunter Paisami who's firing on all cylinders at the moment? I don't know. Brad Thorne's a problem, man. Yeah, it's a good problem. Have you noticed the Western Force are just quietly signing everyone? 
I haven't seen anyone they've signed. I couldn't name one of them right now, <laughs> but they've signed a lot of blokes recently. You should have a look. It should be interesting. Yeah, and they're all running around wearing um, fucking, what are those shoes? I don't know. It's late, man. I thought you were doing a. I thought you were doing the golden oldie shorts joke. Once you're a certain age, you wear a different colour shorts. So you can't be tackled. The, the, the yellow top. No, RM Williams. Yeah, they're all walking around in RM Williams in Perth, man. They're all on Twiggy's bank checks. Yeah, look. If that doesn't show you, who doesn't have a pair of RMs though? I just like they're expensive boots, man. Yeah, I, I actually don't. I can't afford them. Do you either both have them? Yeah, I've, 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 I've gone into the store in Barrel and and pick, try to pair on. Yeah, and then walk straight back out again. But I do it because I go through a pair. I go through two pairs of shoes a year. Look, I tell you Easy. what, I got a pair probably a year and a half ago. I've I reckon I wore them every day, mate. Look as good as new. Taken to the cobbler once every six months. I just wanted to work yeah, yeah. cobbler into a sentence. Cobbler is um, a great profession. What does he do there? What's the cobbler do? Does he work on the on the bottom? Uh, he it doesn't really need it, mate. On the outside. And you're like me, Jim. You ride a motorbike and they hold up to the motorbike. The and that's what you need. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I do a bit of slopping and sliding as well in them, so I wear it out. I got if a anyone's listening, <laughs> this podcast has not been brought to you by RM Williams, <laughs> but it could be. It could be if you're interested, Twiggy. Very okay. I'll take this, part, this uh, podcast. I tried well, to wrap it up five ago. I, I tried. <laughs> I'm just excited, you know, having a wine with my mates. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, well, well is there a game next week? Is there any yeah. projection or is I'm going to week off? Do you actually want to project quickly? Is there is. a game next week? So there's, um, I believe, I believe there is a game this, not this week. Yeah, this weekend coming, New Zealand, Argentina. Well, you guys have seen Making a Murder. It's going to be ugly. It's a bank, it's, it's out, out at Bank West, apparently. <laughs> it is too, yeah. They just speak about that last week. Yeah, look, Argentina and some Barney Rubble. Dude, if it was easy to park there, I'd go. Is it easy to park there? Yeah, remember we went that once? Yeah, where did we park, but? Yeah, we went to that um, cafe after it. That was outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I recall. Yeah. Look, I won't it's a nice going, stadium, man. But, yeah, no, it, it is a nice stadium. Um, New Zealand by all of the points. Okay, how many? You had on the uh, if you were if you were to use a betting company such as Ladbrokes, who would you, what would you say? Sixteen. No, really? I'm sixteen. More. No, I'm going sixteen. Twenty-five plus. Yeah, maybe because they've copped a, a, a lashing yeah. from their from their press, they might yeah. actually be like, if, if, oh. if they if they beat us comfortably, they would have given anyone a jersey in this game, and it would have been a glorified training run. But I reckon because they lost. Argentina could be playing New Zealand's best 15. Mm. Fuck, that sucks. It always yeah. <laughs> Richard, what do you think, okay, points? Uh, yeah, I'd actually tend to agree with you. 25 plus, I think they'll take a hammering. Maybe even 30 points plus. Yeah. I think they'll get a hammering. It's going to be ugly. Mm. Um, All right, right, boys. Tune in for that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, catches. Catch up. Thanks, guys.